Did you know that building a deep and satisfying connection with others doesn't have to be toxic to them or to you? Hi, my name is Ken Williams, and I'm a faith-based life coach. I've been married for over 30 years in a row, and I'm the host of Untoxic Positivity, a podcast where we explore a more positive approach to great relationships with your in-laws. So join me as we delve into the ins and outs of connecting with others around us. So if you're hoping to figure out a way to get your kids to choose the right life partner, or if you just want to stop dreading the family get-togethers, this is the podcast for you. Get ready to discover the power of untoxic positivity and start living your most connected life today. And we're going to kind of continue what we talked about last week um, about being wrong. And uh, this one, (laughs) I'm calling this episode, Your Weirdness is Not My Problem. And I was thinking about how that <laughs> how that applies, and it got me thinking about a uh, an experience that I had several years ago. Um, as uh, you know, I'm a faith based life coach, and uh, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. And several uh, several years ago, I don't know, I'm having a hard time saying that. Several years ago, I had an assignment that put me in uh, an area of, of stewardship. I didn't really have a lot of specific responsibility, but I had oversight, kind of, of the youth program. I worked with the young men's organization. I worked with the young women's organization. And I absolutely loved it. I loved working with those kids. I loved working with the leaders of those kids. And early on, I had an opportunity to work uh, at the girls' camp. And by work, I meant I was just there to help support. Most of the people there were women or girls who were participating in the camp. And I was there just as a support. I would do some of the heavy lifting and move logs and help put up tents and whatever whatever they needed. And um, I had a daughter who was there. And it was a great experience just to be present, just to be there as she was having her experience with the social and the spiritual and the, uh, the all the different aspects that the camp experience was providing for. And she had a friend, <laughs> and she has a friend, who was just a little bit annoying. And by a little bit, I mean a lot, a lot annoying. She just grated on my nerves. It seemed that she knew everything and wasn't afraid to let me know. Uh, there was a night that we were going to um, set up a telescope and and let the kids look at the some of the constellations and and I had a telescope that was loaned by one of the leaders. It was her husband that that had uh, lent it to us, and I had never put this thing together. I'd never uh, set it up, and so I was just struggling to get it all at uh, all set up and. While I was doing that, this girl will call her, what's a good name for her? Let's call her Stephanie. (laughs) So Stephanie comes up. That's not her real name. She comes up and um, just in classic know-it-all fashion was telling me how to put it together. Well, she had never seen this before either, as far as I know. And she was telling me how I needed to do things. And I just sat thinking, what is wrong with you? And just get out of my way. Let me do this. And this is how kind of the whole week went on that every interaction was she knows more than everybody she could one up everybody and you may know people like this i have people in my circle in my um (laughs) 
I'll just leave it at that in my circle, in my, my experience that it just seems that whatever story is being told, they have a better story or whatever experience they have a more adventurous or a more outrageous experience. That's always, they're just one upping everything, everybody. And that can get a little bit annoying, annoying. And the quirkiness, the when something like that happens for me, everything negative seems to be intensified. They may mispronounce a word and that just becomes so loud, so obvious. They may say or do something that I just don't love and it becomes the focus. Now, I believe that what you focus on, you notice. What you focus on grows. And so when you have a situation like this, the, the negative stuff starts to become very obvious. So for, for this girl, Stephanie, is that what we're calling her? <laughs> Everything, every single thing just got on my nerves. It just drove me nuts. So I did my best to be civil and pleasant, and she's a good friend with my daughter, and, and so I didn't want to get in the middle of that, but just because of my role, I was around a lot of the events, the activities. And so I, I had, and I, there were probably 120 girls there. So I had some interaction with uh, most of the kids. And as the week went on, just, <laughs> I think I called some people and complained. I can't believe, I can't believe this is what's going on. I have to deal with this. And then there was Friday. Friday is kind of the culmination of the whole camp experience. And I, I had an opportunity to go a couple of different years. And the agenda is always different. The theme is different. I don't remember what the theme was this year. But the kind of the, the pattern is that Friday night before they pack up and leave on Saturday morning, is kind of the culmination. This is kind of the what everything has been being uh, everything is leading up to. And as the girls were they were in groups of I don't know 5 to 10 girls and they're going through this experiment experience around the camp and just having a a connected experience. They were connecting with each other, they were connecting with God. And it was just really interesting to see. And the culmination of this whole experience was as they would come and be greeted by friends and family. They would enter kind of this, uh, I think the way they had it set up, there was this like a, an archway where friends and family would be on the backside, on the, the end of this archway. So as the girls would finish their this process of going to different stations and having different experiences and, and many lessons and that sort of thing. They would cross through this archway and be greeted by friends, family, church leaders, etc. Well, I had some opportunity, not with every group, but with some of the groups. And I certainly wanted to be there when my daughter crossed through. I wanted her to know that I was there for her and that I was there with uh, open arms. 
and her friend Stephanie <laughs> was with her. And as the, the, this group that Stephanie and my sweet daughter were in as they crossed through, they were warmly greeted by the people there, including me, and they came up and they embraced us. And, and the thing that, that really surprised me was as Stephanie came up and she gave me a hug, it was powerful that I discovered that I loved her. I, I saw her in a different way, not as that annoying punk weasel kid, but as a daughter of heavenly parents who is deeply loved. And I realized that I just had this genuine um, love for her, a, a, a charity, a Christ-like love that like I, like I felt for my own daughter. And it shocked me because I didn't expect that. I expected to kind of go through the motions and sure, yeah, I'll go ahead and give you a hug. But um, as I gave her this hug, I discovered that I felt a very different um, feeling than I expected. Instead of the kind of uh, <laughs> nose turned up, I'm just tolerating this. It was a um, the the type of love that you uh, you would expect from a leader to a um, one of the youth. Really, uh, really surprised me. And so the lesson that I learned is her weirdness. <laughs> That's not her problem. That's my problem. And so as I, and like we talked about last week, with the idea, just opening up to the idea that we might be wrong about something, recognizing that the weirdness, that's just what makes her, her. That's what makes her unique. It's not something that she has to fix. It's not something that she has to solve. And really, it's something that I need to fix. I need to solve. I need to just accept. This is her. I, she doesn't need to become who I think she should be. And it's like we talked about a few weeks ago with Jason. <laughs> That's just Jason. That's just Stephanie. That's just the way that she is. Now, I think next week we'll probably talk about boundaries and how it's. this is not an excuse to have somebody walk all over us. This is an opportunity for us to just recognize that we can love people that maybe sometimes we don't even like. And I think that's possible. That's the moment that I discovered, that I really realized I can love somebody that I just, I'm not even really sure that I, that I like. It reminds me of, a, um, of an experience that I had shortly before I got married. So this is a lot of years ago. I was talking to my mom and we're just talking about stuff, just general things. And my parents um, are both still living and they've been married 50, I think it's about 55 years now or coming up on that. And as we're talking, my mom said <laughs> one of the most profound pieces of advice and she doesn't remember this, but uh, it, it really has made an impact for me. She said to me <laughs> about my sweet wife, love her even when you don't like her. Now, I was in my early 20s, and I thought, <laughs> you just don't understand, Mom. We're so amazing. I can't imagine us not liking each other. I can't imagine that that's even possible. Of course, we're just going to be in this uh, hopelessly in love state for ever. 
<laughs> and then, and then we got married and my new wife did something annoying. I don't remember what it was. It was probably something with waffles. <laughs> and, and, uh, my experience growing up was waffles was the traditional Saturday, Saturday morning breakfast. We had waffles every day or every, every Saturday. And my mom had this whole uh, system in place and she would put two plates on top of the waffle iron and that would warm up the plates. And then she would uh, cook the waffles and she would put the waffles out. And it was always a treat to be the first one to get the waffle. And so we had gotten a waffle iron for our wedding and it was, uh, it would break the waffles into these little heart shapes. And I thought this is just a great way for me to continue this tradition that I just loved as a kid. So I made waffles. I think I found my mom's recipe and and um, warmed up the plates. And I s- proudly served my wife the first waffle in the uh, sh- display of respect that I was hoping she would appreciate. And she looked at me. She said, throw it away. What? She said, throw the waffle away. I said, why would I do that? She said, because the first waffle you throw away. It's bad. It's dirty. It's for the dog. I said, we don't have a dog. She said, then throw it away. I'm not going to throw it away. It's perfectly good. So we had this discussion um, and it might've gotten a little bit (laughs) heated. I don't remember, but we had this discussion about the first waffle and in her family growing up, the first waffle was always trash. And when they had a dog, they would feed it to the dog because the first waffle is dirty. The first waffle had the sole purpose of cleaning the waffle iron. I said, that's ridiculous. The waffle iron is not dirty. It's stored in a cupboard. It's, it's fine. She wouldn't do it. She wouldn't eat it. It was insulting to her that I would suggest that she should eat the first waffle. And so I finally, I think (laughs) I must have just matured a little bit and realized I get the first waffle. doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm going to get it because she's not going to eat it. And so that was one of what has become many, many different um, areas of difference, different ideas, different opinions. And I've learned, like I said, I've been married, I'm coming up on 33 33 years this year in a row. (laughs) They're not always uh, super easy years, but I've learned that I can love her even when I don't like her. And this is true with your in-laws, it's true with your spouse, it's true with your kids. You can love them even though you may not like them in the moment. And there may be opportunities for you to discover things that you like. There may be opportunities to recognize that maybe you're wrong about something. Maybe you can let them into your life. Maybe you can let them become a, a, a closer relation than what you imagined. But part of the secret is love them even when you don't like them. It has really been powerful advice. I have uh, written a couple of uh, advice books for my kids and other family members, close friends, as they've gotten married. And that's one of the first things that I, that I put in there. Love them even when you don't like them. It can change your life. First step, though, I think like what we talked about last week, Consider the fact that you might be wrong, and then just remember their weirdness is not their problem. Their weirdness is your problem. They don't need to change anything if we 
change our thoughts, then we can have the kind of relationship that we, that we want. We'll talk more about that as time goes on. And we'll talk about boundaries next week. Thanks for listening. And if you have any thoughts, any ideas, anything you want to talk about, anything you want to have discussed on the podcast, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me at ken at kenwilliamscoaching.com. Share your ideas. I would love to hear from you. And uh, if you want to find out if we're a good fit, you can go um, check the, the link in the show notes and check my schedule. See if, if working together would be something that would be uh, beneficial. And until next week, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Untoxic Positivity. We hope you found it helpful and inspiring. Remember that relationships are a work in progress and making mistakes is normal. And if you want to feel a deeper connection with the important people in your life, or if you just want to get along with your in-laws, I'd love to chat. Reach out to me at ken at kenwilliamscoaching.com or find the link in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with others who might benefit. And until next time, keep spreading untoxic positivity everywhere.